Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one-life splat holes a gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy with your friend Steven Izzy I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from, from Movies. And tonight... <laughs> oh my god, tonight! The trailer didn't tell you, but it's 1994's Time Cop. Oh my god. And, uh, oh my god. As we continue Jean-Claude Van January. Jean-Claude uh, Van January. <laughs> By the way, if you hear a uh, quiet chainsaw in the background, that would be uh, Castor Troy, official podcast, purring away. But first, oh man, we uh, we are not sober enough to travel back in time as we've learned from Rick and Morty. So pop open a top, love. All right, babe. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna start with the Sierra Nevada <laughs> uh, Narwhal. No. All right, this is the uh, 2017 edition of their Narwhal Imperial Stout from Sierra Nevada Brewing Company. Oh. Oh, I love this beer so much, Steve. It's good stuff. You even have the shirt with the little picture of the narwhal on it. It's a magical unicorn of the sea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we pop the top here. Oh, my top. Yeah. Yeah. This little 12-ounce bottle and the pour. Oh, yeah. This beer is pretty widely available, uh, widely available, so you should find yourself some of this. Oh my god, light mm. does not penetrate this beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is not a very big glass, honey. This is a tasting yeah. glass. It is the blackest magic. <laughs> my soul swims in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, it is. Uh, it is black as night with Ooh. a dark khaki-colored head. Khaki. Mm. Lots of rich, dark, toasty notes. But you know what? It doesn't smell burnt at all. It just mm. smells like really toasty. Steve's got in for the sip. Wow, this is fucking amazing. It's oh. like um, oh. like chocolate scotch. That's uh, <laughs> yes, chocolate flavored scotch. A little, little bit of coffee notes way. and stuff like that. But cocoa nibs. Yeah, cocoa, cocoa nibs. Cocoa nibs. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, wow, this is this is damn fine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
If you guys don't mind, I'm just going to drink this for the next little bit. Sweetie, you want to tell us about Time Cop? Because we're doing something very special this episode. <sighs> a little contrast and compare. Fine, I'll save some. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Time Cop. So, uh, if there's anything I learned from movies, I'm going to skip right ahead. It's that in 2004, <laughs> we have self-driving cars that look like DeLoreans, sort of. Like, DeLorean boats. <laughs> they look like... Delorean amphibious boats. tanks or it's something. True. <laughs> uh, and we have time travel and everybody knows about it indeed <laughs> well everybody and nobody at the same time like they well, know of it but then they're very like ah oh, but that's just the government it's just the government yeah. keeping secrets from us <laughs> uh, so yeah 1994 uh, comes from director Peter Hyams uh, who? Who is he, Steve? <laughs> well, he's been. Oh my God, we actually just did one of his movies uh, two or three weeks ago. Ooh, and, so he's a perennial all-star of everything I learned from movies. Indeed, he was uh, the director of End of Days, uh, oh, as well as The sure. Relic, which was also on a couple yes. months ago. How about The Relic Two? We just watched that, not even for the podcast. <laughs> no, that was mimic That's too. Right, that was mimic too. <laughs> but I can see where you might be confused. No, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Peter Hyams, he did this movie uh he also did uh, the followed it up with the other jean-claude movie sudden death yeah which maybe a future episode who knows um, <laughs> jean-claude van february <laughs> also stars jean-claude van damme as max walker uh time cop uh mia sarah who most people may know as a uh, sloan ferris bueller's girlfriend yeah, from um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Yep, and Ron Silver as Senator Aaron McComb. Yeah! Yeah. But okay, so this movie... <laughs> oh, this fucking movie. After the opening credits, starts out in Gainesville, Georgia, 1863. Yeah, it does. And there's a little bit of a little stagecoach with a couple guys on horses, <laughs> kind of going around it in the rain, just a little pass, and there's a guy standing in the road. And they say, excuse me, friend, would you mind stepping aside? And the guy's like, I think you there's, got there's you got them there gold. There's gold in that there wagon. I'm gonna ask you politely and hand it to me before I have to kill you all. And of course they're like, uh, eat a dick. And <laughs> eat a dick, dumb shit. But before they can do anything about it, he pulls out machine guns and ratatats them all down. Oh, futuristic machine guns with light up lights and yeah, everything. Laser guided, yeah. They're that is a fancier looking machine gun than they use in. All the weapons in Chappie. <laughs> and, and you notice something very fancy about the guns. All the guys were shot, but not their horses. Yes, I did point that out immediately. They are <laughs> human-seeking bullets. Horses were unaffected, although a yeah. little startled. <laughs> it's true. Also, not gonna lie, a little pet peeve of mine. I have many pet pe- movie pet peeves. Um, this one, when the horses just came to a stop and weren't even scared, there's a horse noise. So there's like multiple movie horse noises where you know there's the whinny. There's, you know, the snort. And then there's like a... It's like a horse bark. I'm sorry. What sound does that horse make? I don't know. You'll hear it and you'll go, oh, that's that thing she's poorly imitating. Horses really only make that noise, like, when they're on death's door. Are you sure that wasn't a crow being raped? I'm pretty sure that's what that sound was. Okay, either way, it's in a shit ton of movies, Steve. (laughs) Why was someone raping that crow in the rain? That's what I want to know. Right, uh, so then, after that scene, uh, we flash to 1994. Yeah, we do. Um, where there is a uh, meeting of senators, um, and then a general, or I guess something like that, walks into the room, and uh, uh, basically there's a whole bunch of dick measuring back and forth, like, eh, this is where you ask for money. And like, yeah, and you're totally going to give it to me. Because remember that uh, 
the Nobel Prize winning laureate who uh, spent the last 20 years working on time travel. Yeah, he found out. He found out how to do it. So we <laughs> need to enforce it. And somebody's already used it for evil. So we need time cops. <laughs> <laughs> Roll credits. <laughs> and of course, they're laughing it off. Except one of the senators is like, eh, "Yeah, I'll I'll head that thing up. No big deal." And that's played by. <laughs> <laughs> no maniacal laugh, but it's kind of implied. Yeah. Maniacal laugh, maniacal laugh. Yeah, I, I, my favorite thing about the whole time travel thing is when it's like, wait, how is this possible? It's like, well, here's the technical reports. It won't make any sense to you. It didn't to me. So just know that it exists. You know what? I appreciated that. They did yeah. not try and bullshit us. They were just like, we're just congressmen. We're not here to read the facts. <laughs> look, look, you're not scientists. I'm not scientists. <laughs> It exists. Just deal with it. And as we know, <laughs> you know, as we learned from the commercial, you t- you don't need to be smart to run the country. You know, people don't have to like oh. you. You don't even need the truth. You just need money. <laughs> you don't need the press. You don't need the. Uh, There's a couple of parts of this movie that made me cry a little maybe, bit. <laughs> maybe this. Mo- so with this time travel technology, I'm going to skip ahead a little bit. They can only go backwards. They can't go forwards because forwards hasn't happened yet. I have some conflicts with that, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe they could go forward. Maybe, maybe they knew. Maybe the writers of this, <laughs> <laughs> the writers had come up with time travel and went to the 2016. Well, election, they re- they realized that fucking with time was bad, but writing <laughs> writing cheap 80s movies about it and rolling around in the cash they make <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't fuck with the timeline at all. If my residuals check, I'll make my time traveling DeLorean a thing of the future. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Alright, so after that scene uh, So time travels around It's getting a police force uh, Made for it uh, Headed up by Bruce McGill Uh, I forget his character's name It's like Matsukas or Matsurak Or some sort of Let's call him Matsukas, I like this (laughs) (laughs) So Jason Matsukas is heading up the time travel police department Yeah (laughs) Um, And then we go to a mall um, near DC, and we got our first splits in a Jean Claude movie. Yeah, and this one was funny because <laughs> it was balloon people strung up, person. and I had never caught it before. It looked like they had little orange pumpkin heads, and were wearing like blue jeans, but oh, they were so definitely great. spread across. The, it's Jean Claude Van Damme made out of balloons. It's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Easter egg. It was pretty awesome. Um, and then we get the uh, scene where Mia Sarah's looking at clocks of course because you know time cop Mm -hmm. or she's looking for a death clock i don't know death (laughs) clock death clock (laughs) and then a mysterious man walks up behind her and says there is never enough time i'm i'm sorry (laughs) who are you i'm sorry what was that (laughs) (laughs) enough time for what to satisfy a woman (laughs) you're doing it wrong sean claude (laughs) i'm just gonna say that You're doing it wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, so long story short, it's Jean Claude. <laughs> if, if you couldn't tell by that accent, and and it's that is a, commented on in a few lines. Yeah, yeah. That's the best part. Is like right after that. Oh, well, okay. So he basically picks her up, and all of a sudden he's like, "Hold on a second. And there's like a guy on like the roller roller skates yeah, or he whatever. Steals a woman's purse. Steals a woman's purse, and he does the. Holding high kick as the guy like stops inches from his face. Like, read, read <laughs> the, my boot. Oh, uh, read it. Oh yeah. Wolverine between the lines. I should get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> Very good. And that then, purse does not look good on you. And then, and then <laughs> he takes the purse back to the lady, blah, blah, blah. And then as Jean-Claude's like walking back to his wife, he's like, you read my mind. Well, with your English, what other choice does he have? And I'm like, oh, shit. That was a good line. <laughs> That's a good line. Zing for the wife. Yeah. Uh, and then smash cut to lovemaking scene. Wow, really great. Oh, Steve. Uh, this is why Steve loves this movie. I had forgotten about the gratuitous boobies. Actually, watching that scene, I realized if I'd ever seen the not TV edit of this. So I don't think I'd ever seen that wait, scene. They don't include that in TBS? Nice. The, the titty The breasts station? and all the, that butt meat. Oh, so much butt meat. Yeah. Undulating, rubbing. Ugh. Yeah. It's like a music video. It's, it's amazing. It's softcore porn, honey. <laughs> if you love the room, you'll love Time <laughs> Cops Love Scene. Hey, I'm going to give it Jean-Claude's ass looks better than Tommy Wiseau's. Sorry, uh, Tommy Wiseau. That's true. Right. Well, I mean, it's Jean-Claude's ass. Jean-Claude at his peak. <laughs> it's, it is peak jean Oh, my God. <laughs> Jean-Claude's hair in this movie is, <laughs> like, the ultimate mullet. Oh, it's, oh, it's so good, because it's the future, honey. It's, it's how future. everybody wears it in 2004. I mean, aside, aside from maybe Hugh Jackman. Oh, <laughs> oh God, Teddy. Again, another movie set in the future. Mullets are our Mullets uh, of the future! Uh, so after uh, Sweet Passionate Love... Um, They're lying in bed and they wake up in the middle of the night. Apparently she's still not satisfied, though, based on their earlier conversation. Yeah, apparently. Because there's never enough time. No. Um, (laughs) And she says, I have something I need to tell you. (laughs) Don't answer it. Don't answer it. I have to. It is work. Hello? What? Wait, now? (laughs) By the way, (laughs) I love love your phone. (laughs) Is this my second grade teacher? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'll be right there. What? Oh, bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. Honey, it's an audio format. People can't see you holding the phone to your head. <laughs> Hey, I'm very method. <laughs> I mean, he straight up went and got himself like a landline to do this. You have scene, any so. idea how hard it is to find a rotary phone on short notice? <laughs> anyway. So then uh, he gets dressed. Uh, she's already downstairs. She's like, "Oh, just don't go." Colin's like, "I have to." Somebody called in sick. I'm the only person. Blah blah blah. Let and me it, guess. You're the only one who can do it. Oh yeah, totally. I'm Jean Claude. <laughs> I mean, Max Walker. <laughs> By the way, so Max Walker. They they so they they admit he has an accent, yes. which is already a step above most Jean Claude and hell, most uh, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger movies. It's true, but is, his last name is Walker. Is he perhaps French Canadian? Maybe. Maxwell Walker. Maybe his Belgian family was you know conquered by a British family. I don't know. <laughs> Possibly. Anyway. Oh no! So his dad's the uh, British consulate uh, manager in Belgium. Ah. Yeah, that's how come he became a cop. He was born into the system. I see. I see. Damn nepotism. Mm. <laughs> 
So uh, he walks out the door to go to work, mm-hmm. blah, 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 rain in the middle of the night, kapang! Gets ah. pistol whipped or something. And it is. It's knocked out. Two guys are just beating the shit out of him. The wife's like, what? What? No! And some other guys go in, take her upstairs. Mm-hmm. I assume rape her. I don't uh, know. They're basically they're, raping her against the window. Yeah, against the window, just so we can see. I guess I don't know. It's kind of weird. By the way, why these guys don't just pop a cap in his head? Oh, head, they, no head canoe. They they shoot him like three times in the chest. I but, know, but head canoe. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this is Steve's answer for everything. Hey, with that mullet, you gotta have an open casket. He didn't have a mullet in the past. Oh, that's remember? right. He Ninety four, he didn't. Uh, <laughs> it takes him ten years to perfect. That. <laughs> <laughs> ten years of quaffing. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, um, so they basically shoot him three times in the chest, and he stops breathing. And so mm-hmm. they walk off to, I guess, go <laughs> in the house with the <laughs> other <laughs> bad guys. Yep. And then Jean Claude <coughs> comes to because he was wearing his yep. bulletproof vest, and he's like, uh, "What's her, what's her name? Melissa! Melissa!" He, go, he goes running into the door of the house, and then the whole house explodes. Mm-hmm. The problem Favorite. I have with this scene: yes, she is up against the window, guys like holding against her, screaming and all that. Are all the bad guys that were in there dead from the explosion too? So here's the thing: or spoiler d- alert for the end of the movie. <laughs> It turns out they're from the future, there to knock him out before he becomes a time cop, right? Yeah. So uh, I'm figuring they just had their little, uh, their little time travel thing trip to like half a second before. That's why she's okay. still screaming. Maybe. And then that's probably why she continues <laughs> and, screaming. And, is, and she's freaking Fuck, out. Where she doesn't. They all go? She doesn't jump into the wormhole with them. Or no, know. honey. Ooh, if that I would have s- been an inter- interesting twist. <gasps> she goes into the future. She made. I've got an idea for a sequel, guys. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. She had jumped in there the whole time. And anyway, All another right, movie. So, so they, they mentioned you can't go back. Or you can't go forward, you can only go back. But And then back to the future. But what is the, what is the current time in this timeline? I don't understand what you're asking. What I'm saying is if there were a sequel, mayhaps 2004 is still the past. As it is for us now. Maybe there's a future beyond that. Beyond 2004? Mm-hmm. Preposterous. <laughs> <laughs> there is only 2004. It is still 2004. <laughs> Damn it, mullets are still in! <laughs> <laughs> Read the bottom of my boot. <laughs> Doc Martin? Oh. oh, I'm not wearing my Wolverines. Sorry, guys. Yeah. <laughs> are Wolverines a real br- boot breed? Oh, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah totally. You see him at a REI? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They, I'm, I'm sure they're red, still around. <laughs> I wore Doc Martens. My dad always wore Red Wings. Like, All right, so after the explosion, mm-hmm. then we go to October 30th, 1929. Dun, dun, dun. Height of the Depression. I, I, mm-hmm. The Great Depression, I think it was like, what, three days earlier or something yep. like that. Stock um, Marcus crash just crashed. Yep. A uh, guy drives up in a Rolls Royce or something, goes up to his office... And he's comparing newspapers. By the way, while listening to his Walkman. Oh yeah, he, he sits down, <laughs> tells his secretary he doesn't want to be bothered, puts his Walkman on, starts blasting some '80s metal while comparing the newspapers. Yeah, one from 1929 and one from 2004. Bum bum bum. He's looking at the stock pages. He's like uh, Midwestern oil or something like that. Yeah. Goes from like $1 share in 1929 to like two fifty something and yeah. he's like, yeah, I want to buy 100,000 shares of this. I don't know. I just got a good feeling about it. I'll catch you later. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. And then t- 
wormhole opens up in his office and out walks dun, dun, dun. beautiful mulleted Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, his mullet is gorgeous. One note on the stock. So we were talking Oops. about like, uh, he buys like 100,000 shares. Mm-hmm. Um, excellent investment. Absolutely. Uh, something that uh, many of us forget about too. So we're like, oh shit, he just made, what'd you say he made like? Oh, like 25 million or something like that, just with that. But that's not even taking into account how many times the yep. stocks were split in that time so period. Any dividend revenues, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, that's Billions of dollars. Billions, that yeah. is like the world economy now. <laughs> Plus, I think he also says I'm like another hundred thousand in this oil company too. So apparently yeah. he's been doing it for at least one other time. We'll yeah, say. for sure. Uh, so then we get yeah, so finally uh, a fight. Yes. When Max Walker's like, I need to take you back. It's his former partner from the future gone back to do it. Obviously, don't take um, me back. I'm your partner. I got to. You don't. You know the rules. This. I'm not the one doing this. What? Excuse me. There's a guy. There's a guy pulling all the strings. You know. Who? You know. You know that one uh, senator who's in charge of our program. I don't know a single senator. <laughs> I told you. You need to take U.S. history if you're going to stay in this country. I told you technicality. <laughs> Do you even know where we're at? We're in the Great Depression. Uh... Okay. You know what? Just go back. I'm actually just like on a case. <laughs> I'm working deep cover here. <laughs> <laughs> Just go back. It's cool. So talk to no, my no, boss. I, I, I'm pretty sure I got to take you back. Sorry. No, oh, no, no, oh, no. It's no. all good. You called in two bad guys, one of which who fought John L. Sullivan and was a Golden Globe winner. I don't know. A Golden Globe. Golden Globe winner. <laughs> That's like a completely different fight circle there. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, the John L. Sullivan I know is a guy who used to sell cars on TV with a lion and a dog. <laughs> By the way, Google John L. Sullivan <laughs> Chevrolet. You will get commercials from the 80s. You will not be, be disappointed. disappointed. Well, it's I true. think it's really through like the 60s through the 80s. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely like late 70s, early 80s. There's I like think, a 10-minute compilation video. It is worth every minute. <laughs> so, so two security guys come in. Jean-Claude mm. beats the shit out of him because he's Jean-Claude and he kicks. Yes. Uh, we also get splits number two yeah. when he's dodging one of the guys trying to beat him with uh, a lamppost. Yeah. <laughs> he starts kicking some ass, but then his ex-partner pulls out, I don't know, a giant futuristic shotgun and just starts And they made <laughs> and they talked earlier about there being ripples through time and stuff yeah. and things like this happen. It's like, what do you think all this stuff going on right there is going to do to like all the people... <laughs> Right outside the office with right? like oh, Jean Claude running through. The secretary there. comes running in, yeah. almost gets shot, and then screams and runs away. Like she <laughs> saw this shit go down. She saw a man with a mullet. <laughs> and so they eventually runs out of shotgun shells or whatever. And Jean Claude comes in. He's like, "I got to take you back." And he's like, "No, man, it's setting him home. He's gonna he's kill gonna... me. He's gonna kill my grandma. I'll be like, I never existed. He'll kill my, he'll kill my kid." Yeah. <laughs> Basically, the guy is like, "No, he'll kill. He'll he'll make it so that my line never even existed." Right. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, he jumps out the window. Yeah, jumps out the window. Jean Claude right there with him. They yeah. both go back through the wormhole though. <laughs> and, they, <laughs> and they pop. Bloop. <laughs> Ripple. <laughs> By the way, a cop sees them on the street. Oh yeah. and freaks what the bloody hell was that? Or something. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. <laughs> cultural sensitivity. Right. <laughs> And so they're back in 2004, Jean-Claude's basically taking him to the judges, you know, trial and executioners, basically. And he's like, you need to tell them what you told me. And he's like, no, man, I'm not going to. 
By the way, the whole judge scene here reminded me very much of like the Judge Dread trials. Totally, totally. <laughs> we have convened. <laughs> you will be sentenced to death. <laughs> and of course, their by death is putting them back through the wormhole mid falling ah! <laughs> back in 1929 and then splat on his car. Yeah. Ah, tomorrow might have been about her day. <laughs> <laughs> Poor dumb bastard. Oh. <laughs> uh... And it was right after this, uh, he, he, Jean-Claude, uh, I'm sorry, Max Walker tells his boss, uh, basically yeah. like... The senator who's funding our entire thing? I'm pretty sure he's evil, and he's the one behind all these time ripples. What? Yeah, what? and I want you to start an investigation on your boss. No, 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 no. He's going to be running for president, man. I can't do that. Yeah, but he's a bad guy. No, you got to do it like Jean-Claude, sweetie. Oh, yes, but he is a bad guy. <laughs> he's a butt guy? He's a bad guy. Oh, a bad guy. Okay, no, I understand. No. Oh. He, is, he is a villain. A, a what? A villain. A, a villain? A villain! <laughs> <laughs> he is the bad guy. Look, I've got a lot of paperwork to do. Can uh, we just wrap this he is up? Under, uh, I'm going to put him under arrest. You're... you're... <laughs> I'm going to kick that son of a bitch <laughs> by <his> ass on! <laughs> oh! Why did you say so? <laughs> Off the shadow loo! And then we go into a different movie. <laughs> Look up our movie from our past episode. <laughs> it's for Street, Street Fighter. Fighter. Yeah. So then there's a surprise inspection by mm-hmm. Senator McCain and a couple other members of the Time Travel Senate Committee or whatever. Yeah. And uh, around that time, uh, Senator McComb... Uh, you ma- called ma- him ma- McCain. <laughs> Mac- did I have McCain? Uh, whatever. McCain, McComb. Freudian slip, whatever. <laughs> so Vice President Pence is there. And... <laughs> Boom, 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 boom. And basically they insist... Then they insist that Max Walker comes with them and they're striking a conversation like, oh, I understand you just came back from a case. How'd that go? I'd love to hear about it. Like, I caught him, but he wouldn't talk about his boss. There's always some guy pulling the strings. Oh. You know who it is? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just have to find the proof. By the way, tipping your hand a little early, eh, Jean? Yeah, guy? exactly. <laughs> just just saying. I got two pair. What you got? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it's at some point here where they're talking about the same matter can't occupy the same space. Otherwise, yep. I, I don't know. It reverses the streams. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> ripples three times. That would be bad. That would be bad. <laughs> Every cell in your body exploding at the speed of light. Total platonic reversal. All right, so that's bad. All right, all right. Important safety note. Thanks, Egon. You've seen that movie too many times. Shut up. Um, Wasn't that like one of our most successful dates when we were quoting that movie to each other before the lines were coming up? That's true. Oh, my God. That's That's when we knew we were meant to be. It wasn't when I came up behind you in a mall and said, there's never enough time. No, but I do believe it was when I whipped out all of season one of DuckTales. (laughs) (laughs) So back in Time Cop. (laughs) Back in Time Cop. uh, This is where he gets uh, teamed up with uh, Perky Rookie. Yes, yes. Around this time he gets a a new partner. Yeah. Um, Since they just blasted his thermal wormhole to death. First, okay. So first, just before that happens, sorry. There's a scene where he goes back home alone to his apartment or whatever. And he drinks 
bourbon and watch his weird sex videos of his wife. <laughs> yeah, he's got weird homemade sex videos. Play, so, and, 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 he like, and it's all voice activated, so it's like, play the video. And it's so, like, Steve, if something, if I died in a horrible car accident or our house was blown up, would you go through and watch all the old sex videos? Not the old ones. Wait, what? <laughs> What's it? Wait, do you, do we have those? <laughs> Uh, please hold everybody. <laughs> Computer, play the video. <laughs> okay, Google, play. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, Google, look up our sex video. <laughs> oh, yeah, cancel, so, cancel. <laughs> so he's watching those videos, jerks off a few times, drinks a bottle of whiskey, and passes right. out on the couch. Just, no, he does yeah. not jerk off. He has whiskey dick, let's face it. <laughs> well, I assume he is. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> they, they skipped that part. I, I'm just, it's implied. <laughs> that he has whiskey dick? <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's on the couch wearing nothing but his underwear. What it's true. You know, Jean-Claude cannot keep his pants on in a movie. Yeah. Is there a movie where he keeps his pants on the whole time? Yes. Which one? Street Fighter. Does he have his pants on the whole time? I'm pretty sure even when he's d- playing dead, he's got his pants on. <laughs> he's in full camo fatigues. You know Boom. what, though? I don't think he takes his pants off in uh, Expendables, either. May have a point there. I don't recall that. All right. But then, uh, so he's just lying there on the couch. All mm-hmm. of a sudden you hear his front door say, you have no new messages. As if someone were walking in. And then there's a red dot on his forehead. And he wakes up. Oh, but he's too quick for them. He's too quick. He is Jean-Claude. And then he starts kicking ass. And then there's a knife fight. And then a lot more of a knife fight. Where Jean-Claude's basically like, Hi, low, hi, low. And the other guy's just going nuts like, ah, chaka, 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 chaka. And he's blocking all of them. It was pretty hilarious. It's a monkey knife fight. <laughs> Pray for Mojo. Pray for Mojo. Um, and then after he whoops that guy's butt, then he gets blasted with a taser and gets launched across the room. By the in way, his underpants. In his underpants. That's it. Uh, glistening and his mullet. Oh, his and, mullet is glistening. And it's like super tidy white. Well, yeah. tight grays, I guess. He always wears super tight. Remember the gir- the women's underpants from our last? Yes, movie? from Bloodsport. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he likes them. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and then the, the, like knocks over his uh, his water cooler. Right. Because tap water. Fuck that yeah, shit. I'm Jean Claude. Um, Honey, and it it's coconut water. The, it's coconut water. <laughs> Stay tuned for our mini episode coming out later this week. <laughs> but, uh, so, so, all of the pipes are coconut water. All of the pipes are coconut water. <laughs> I don't understand. You never do. <laughs> this is my first time here. <laughs> Let me help you, help you get dressed. Uh, so, Jean Claude, <laughs> water's getting dumped, and, and the, guy, the guy with the taser is like, it's 50,000 boots, jackass. You prepare to fry. And then he launches it, and then we get splits number three. Yes. As young Claude splits Ooh. on the counter. And it gets the buttocks. And this is the one uh, between boards. Yes, the one between boards. It's like signature move. Indeed. And the taser hits the water. The guy's also standing in the water, so he gets like the bad guy gets electrocuted. I think it's that time, like, yeah, he's like walking out of his apartment or something, and that's when. His right, new partner oh, and a bunch of other cops He kicks uh, one of the... He take, drops one of the bodies out outside the front door. Oh, yeah. It's been kicked like, in. <sighs> and then this is where a perky, perky, rookie cop shows up. Played by uh, Miss Gloria Rubin. Who's she, uh, sir? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> She's in this movie. That's all I need to know. <laughs> 
Yeah, but, so uh, yeah, uh, her and a couple of other cops show up, and they're like, "What the hell's going on? I'm your new partner." And he's like, "They broke in. You can shoot them if you like. You shoot them if I you got like. two more if you want them. They tore my apartments." <laughs> <laughs> he's very cool about this. Yeah, like, this happens surprisingly right cool for an attempted assassination. Right? I feel like this happens to him a lot. <laughs> that's why he has the mullet. It's really like uh, like a bulletproof vest under the hair, right? <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. You know, in the back of the neck. Uh, right. Um, and it's at this point where we're introduced to Ricky, who is their um, IT person. Yeah. Um, but we're introduced first to random VR boobies. Yeah. Which is Ricky's mm. thing, apparently. Because <laughs> then his boss comes in and says, God damn it, Ricky, if I catch you fucking one of these machines again, I'm going to kick your ass. <laughs> I'm just like, oh shit, Ricky's got a history. <laughs> so Keep Ricky home, looks like Langley from The Lone Gunman. Yes. Really but basically does. has the personality of uh of the guy oh the guy who created six uh Sid seven point four or whatever. Uh, Sid six point seven <laughs> from Virtuosity. Yes. Yeah, played by Kevin O'Connor. I forget the guy's yeah, name, but, but yeah, basically. he lasted a scene. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, um, and it's about that time we get a lot of backstory, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, he's basically letting everybody in on his plan, and he has to go back to save the future mm-hmm. because McCombs being an evil guy, blah, blah, blah. Yes. So they have to launch back. Yeah, they have to get proof. That's right. So they have to launch back to 1994. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was some... There was some disturbance, like one of the, they went. They know somebody went back in time into oh, where and the yeah, yeah. There, there were place. like four different disturbances, and that's the one him and his new partner are assigned yeah. to. And this is where we find out that she has never actually time traveled before. Yeah, because the the method of time travel in this two thousand four is basically a rocket car on a track. It's a rocket train to hell. Basically going. <laughs> Towards an emblem, mm-hmm. I don't know, some sort of Stargate-looking thing. Yeah. And then on the back of that is a brick wall for yes. catching the rocket car. Yes, in case they don't have the calculations right. Indeed. But it's just, I guess once it gets fast enough, it rips open the wormhole. Yeah. And Okay. I, I don't know. <laughs> but if they even have the calculations off a minute, you become a, a red stain on that, <laughs> on that brick, brick wall. wall. Just like the Vimea twins. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so they go back in time, um, and it dumps them right in the middle of the Potomac River, which yes, it does. kind of a dick move. <laughs> oh, and he goes, oh, God damn it, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you, you you mentioned this, and I never even thought of this before. Mm-hmm. What happens to the pods when they go back in time? What happens to the pod? Because... They arrive back in it. Yeah, they just come out of the wormhole and drop into whatever, and then when they hit their little locator thing, they yeah. go back to the future... In the pod on the track. I'm assuming the pod is just doing circles coming, in coming hyperspace. Other, you say coming the other direction too, which is the kind of weird thing. It's uh, it's just circling the block of hyperspace, waiting for them to <laughs> to to let it know. Parking is terrible in the past, Steve. Rick, what happens to the pods when you go into the future? Oh, <laughs> uh, God damn it, Rick. God damn it, Morty. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's really none of your fucking business. It doesn't really fucking matter. <laughs> Look, I can explain it to you. It's all in all these papers, but you won't understand it. Let's just uh, <laughs> magic dust. Okay, Rick. <laughs> By the way, somebody found Rick and Morty. <laughs> and loves that show. Oh, it's so good. Steve, I want you to become Rick. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Uh, so they go back to like October 1994. <laughs> and we get a little backstory from uh, his new partner that, oh, tomorrow's my 16th birthday. I should, 
I should call myself and <laughs> and oh, tell myself not to sleep with Bobby Morgan. Yeah, Bobby Morgan. Or you could just call Bobby Morgan and give him some tips. He's got a point. We're <laughs> <laughs> talking about teenage sex. He's talking about teenage sex, John Claude. Calm down. <laughs> Steve, what would you do if uh, you, when you were sixteen, if a woman called and said, "Oh, by the way, you're about to make it with your your new girlfriend. Here are some tips so you don't fuck it up." Sweetie, sweetie, you know we have to act this out now, right? <laughs> ring, ring, ring. Oh, hi, this is Steve. I'm Hello, sixteen. Steve. You're... You got you in the telephone voice. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, I was kidding. <laughs> yeah? Uh huh. Alphabet, huh? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Wait. Oh! Uh, Alphabet! <laughs> Alright. That's how that would have went when I was 16. <laughs> are fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we haven't even opened the other bottle. <laughs> no, we haven't. <laughs> Shit, I think we're still in the first act of the movie. <laughs> so we're back in 1994. <laughs> yes, we are. And I have to go check out uh, the disturbance of probably like a warehouse, uh, the Parker McComb building or something like that. Oh, yes, the microchip factory. Yeah, so they go, they sneak in, um, and they see two guys having an argument over ownership of this uh, data link systems place. And one of them is 1994 Senator McComb, and the other is his buddy, I don't know, Ray Parker Jr. Yes. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and McComb is about to sign over all the rights uh, to this manufacturing company and this new microchip that in the future is about to make billions that he's yeah. going to mo- miss out on. Yep. But then... There's a time wor- a wormhole, and then out comes f- 2004 Senator McComb, not yeah. McCain, McComb, McComb, and like four goons. Yeah, <laughs> and he's basically making wisecracks like, "Ah, hey, don't sign that shit. Yeah, hey, you're gonna keep it. It's gonna be worth billions. It's gonna be great. Here, I got a plan for you. Basically, do everything in this. We're gonna be super. Rich. Don't fucking touch me. Don't touch me. Yes. Same space can't occupy. Same matter can't occupy same space. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> yeah, shoots the partner. Yeah, shoots the partner. By the way, his goons straight out of the Mad Max universe. Like, <laughs> where in the fuck did he find these guys? There's a guy. Uh, one of the guys is like uh, wearing a suit that's entirely too big for his frame. Yes, and then one of the guys is wearing like um, a a black karate gi over like a Hawaiian shirt <laughs> yeah, <it's laughs> with pretty... like a half mullet, half uh, mohawk. mohawk. Yeah, <laughs> it's a. <laughs> Mohawk. Mohawk. Because <laughs> it can't be a fauxhawk, so it's a mohawk. It's a mohawk. <laughs> I like it. A mohawk. Yeah. Um, but Jean Claude's up, up uh, above them. He has a oh my god elevated position on. Yeah. And he's like please. And that you, people always say that. Do I look like I'm frozen? You look like a piece of shit to me from up here. <laughs> yeah, something like that. And so then he's like, all right, everybody, we're going back to the future. Throw me your your time travel thing. We'll get this all sorted out. Blah blah blah. Oh, this one. Across the across the room. Now, how are you gonna come down there when we're already down here? Blah blah blah. And that's when his partner sneaks up behind, him, like like this, bitch. 
<laughs> By the way, I just want to point out, they did a very, very good job with Macomb doing the younger version and the older yeah. version. Yeah. I'm very impressed with the makeup. Yeah, and and the cadence, too. Like, the yeah. 94 one, he's kind of, you know, just like an average dude. But 2004, he's very confident and cocky. Like, he knows yeah. he's going to get what he wants. And... He's got the swagger. And the, the it's not that the new one is, like... It's not like he's a pussy, but like you definitely can see that he he has more charisma as he gets older. Yeah, he probably acts like a normal person would, having seen people walk through a wormhole yeah. and like, oh, I'm a senator. If you kill me, that's a federal offense. Ah. Yeah, <laughs> please don't touch me. No, I'm yeah. just having an argument with my legitimate business partner. Yeah, and so purely <laughs> <laughs> like, have a conversation. This is my twin brother. Don't look at me. Yeah. So then uh, Jean Claude basically gets to drop on him, or does he? As his partner turns the gun at him. Double cross. Double the partner cross was in on the whole time. And then, yeah, and then we get battle. Another battle. Fights. The firefights. <laughs> there's, there's spin kicks. There's wrenching a guy's arm all like yeah. all the way back. There's uh oh, there's a little scene where he's like walking by and there's a little back kick in uh, '94. Senator Macomb hits him in the face yeah. and the scar shows up on 2004. Yeah, I did enjoy that. That was very sweet. And then for some reason he starts hiding behind the extremely flammable barrels. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> As I'm hiding behind upon. this, this ex- high explosive gas. You know where this is going, right? <laughs> uh, then there's, oh god, there, there's a bunch of explosions and him climbing all these ban- uh, banisters or whatever. Yeah, him cat, riding cat a forklift. So yeah, riding the forklift. Oh, there's the, uh, your favorite scene with the uh, guy's arm getting frozen. Oh, uh, uh. <laughs> Uncalled for. Yeah. That, that's actually very cruel of Jean Claude. <laughs> Wait, he kicks him back there fighting. He goes into the like liquid nitrogen pump or whatever. Yeah, and then his arm is frozen. And then Jean Claude just kicks him in the frozen arm and shatters like half of his side as well. Yeah. And then kicks him off. He could have just shot him in the head. It would have ended it for him. <laughs> that would have been much less cruel. I guess. That guy might still be alive at the bottom of that warehouse, laying in shattered glass with one arm. Oh, I got thoughts about that, too. (laughs) There's so many corpses at the end of this fight that when the police show up, it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. No, and none of them are going to have fingerprints on record. Or there's going to be duplicate, like, wait, this guy's checked into County Courthouse. This guy's eight years old. (laughs) What the fuck is going on? (laughs) Yeah, this kid is currently enrolled at uh, Little Badger Middle School. (laughs) Yeah. So then uh, he's basically got the drop on Macomb, and then the partner comes behind him and gets the drop on Jean-Claude. Yeah. But then there's a double-double cross, because then Macomb shoots his uh, his new partner and and takes the yeah. little wormhole thing back to the future. And he and basically, as he's leaving, uh, he says something like, You're trapped here, you're yeah, going to die. Yeah, don't, don't come back in my future, you never exist, or something like that. Yeah. Which is like, oh, shoot, he's going to go back and he's going to change the timeline, blah, blah, blah. Now i got to fix it here in 1994. Yeah. So he goes back to the future. Yes. And he talks to his boss, and his boss is like, I don't remember much about you and where's Ricky? Ricky who? Or uh, Richard, Richard. Uh, like oh, yeah, like yeah. everything's changed. Everything's a little different. The whole time uh, time enforcement, whatever, TEC, the whole department's being shut down. Yeah. Because for... Macomb's got trillions of dollars and he's gonna win yeah, l- lack, lack of uh, Lack of funding. Yeah. Um, but then he basically convinces his boss that uh, no, we're like best friends in an alternate timeline. He's just going to destroy everything, and he's going to be a Brazilian. He's going to uh, rule the world and be evil and blah blah blah. Um, very Trump-like. 
And what? And so then he convinces them, all right, you have to help me go back so I can make everything right again. Uh, and he does. So his boss basically says, nobody's going to believe you that Macomb is behind this or that the timeline's been changed because you're the only one who remembers That's it. Right. Uh, you need to bring back proof, like 50 witnesses and like physical stuff we can analyze. Yeah. So he has to prove that 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 perky rookie chick was, was there with him and was sent by the agency. Yeah. And so he needs to go back and get proof. So he's going to go back and bring her back. Except for so yeah so he goes and uh, he goes back to ninety four he asks Just his Siri <laughs> he asks his Siri asks his Siri yeah. that tells him like when and where he's at uh, for all the Jane Does with multiple gunshot wounds in the area admitted in the last twenty four hours by the way I asked my phone to do this it did not do it <laughs> it did not come up with anything it positive like came that. up with an album <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and I like to he's talking to his phone and it's like. I need all the records of Jindos in the area for the last 24 hours. With multiple gunshot wounds. Multiple gunshot wounds. And it comes up with, like, six of them. <laughs> yes, but then it's, like, circles one. Yeah, yeah, circles one. Like, oh, this one meets all the criteria. It's like, ah, that's the one. So it goes to check her out at the hospital. By the way, she's, like, coming out of a coma or <gasps> something. You know, she's, like, resting and wakes well, up and sees She's probably him. had major surgery because of her multiple gunshot, multiple gunshot wounds. wounds. One of which was to the head, if I remember correctly. <laughs> but uh, she's like, oh, hey, it's you. What's up? Yeah, she probably doesn't remember double-crossing him because of the <laughs> massive blood loss and head trauma. She forgot the last 15 minutes before. Uh-huh. It happens. I know. But yeah, it's just kind of funny where... Like, if she did remember, it'd be like, oh, God, you've come to finish the job. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm super sorry. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, basically, he's like, oh, yeah, they drew some blood. Maybe he took that back. We'll we'll get this some bitch and put him and away. And basically, she's like, oh, I'm not making it back, am I? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, mm, probably not. I just took a look at your chart. No. <laughs> so he goes and gets her, finds her blood test, but also notices a blood test. From Melissa Walker. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. What is what is my wife's blood doing here? And he unravels it, and it's a pregnancy <gasps> test. Positive. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, so now he found out ten years later, except for really a few hours before, <laughs> that not only is his wife going to be ripped from him, but also his unborn child. Indeed. So he goes back to get his partner and, like, let her know, or I don't know if he was like, oh yeah, we need to get out of here before somebody comes to. And she's a corpse. Bom, bom, bom. And, and it's like, I'm surprised her head didn't just roll off. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, well, it's like, turn the head back, and then that's when the machine started doing the flat lighting thing. And it's like, oh, that's well timed, guys. Um, and then, you know, he's standing there like, oh, what's going on? And then one of the nurses comes running and, like, what, what have you done? Security! Security! Security. And then then there's the chase to the hospital. Yeah. He he has to jump out of like a third or fourth story window and like grab some scaffolding. Basically get down to escape. It was was pretty awesome. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. The stunts in this are phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And the explosions, of course. Some special effects, not so much. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a legitimate film. So then that's when he goes to the mall. Yeah. Because he has to tell his wife. Uh, basically, I'm from the future. We need to do this. Oh, and she uh, sort of recognized. At first, she, you know, she's just like, "Who are you?" And then she, I think, she reacts very realistically. She starts crying and just going, "What happened to you? What happened? What is, 
What's up with your hair? No, I'm oh, <laughs> he looks kind of grizzled. They did a pretty good job grizzling him up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It, basically, he's like, you need to trust me. You need to and from the tell me what you know. Uh, go, go home with him, blah, blah, blah. Um, In the future, are we happy? Yes, yes, very happy. Do you have any pictures? Uh, nothing recent. Am I dead? No, what? No. Are you dead? I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, yeah. there's a world of phone. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, two. Are you on the phone again? (laughs) (laughs) So then we smash cut to after the love scene, because they don't need the love scene in there again, although they wouldn't be opposed. (laughs) Um, It's that that night again where everything started going shitty in the beginning. And and basically she comes downstairs, and 2004 Jean-Claude's down there, and he's he's like, did you tell him? It never came up. You're like, all right, well, you have to keep him upstairs. No matter what, keep him upstairs. Okay, I'll try. Hey, um, um, current husband, only husband that I've ever met? Yes, I got to go to work, babe. I'll give you a blowjob if you stay upstairs with me. Um. I, I know they called in sick, but just tell him you got stuck in the rain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been a much better, more effective plan than the one she has. <laughs> The one she has, she just gives him a hug, and he goes, I don't want you to go. And he's like, I have to go, babe. I have to go, babe. It's Sorry. my job. And then there, that's when 2004 Jean-Claude starts kicking some ass to some people outside yeah, that are coming to assassinate him. Yeah, out the front him. door, kicks uh, ass. But then they, so one of them's got a gun to his head, almost like they were anticipating this. Indeed. One of them says the line, uh, Some of a bitch doesn't know how to die. He'll learn tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that was classic. And so then they're getting in the house and they're going slowly up the stairs. Very dramatic. Dun, dun, and then for some dun, reason dun. the wife is on the roof. Yeah. In the rain. Heading directly for the lightning rod. The yeah. safest possible place in this scenario. Yeah. I. <laughs> By the way, they also live in the Adams Family house for yeah, some reason. they really do. That's a nice little old uh, Victorian. Or... Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. He does pretty good for a, uh, for, for a police officer wage. By the way, it was also around this time, I realized, once again, we have a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie with at least twice the Van Damage. Yeah. Not just, not just double impact, not just replicant. Yeah. Damn cop. Damn cop. Oh, so much Van Damage. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, then they're up on the roof. Uh, she starts slipping because she's in her nightgown on top of a Victorian estate. <laughs> Holding on to a lightning rod. Yeah. Uh, while there's oh, she's gunfight not even a nightga- going down. Na- nightgown. She's like in a kimono. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, just, like, just like a robe. Yeah. And then she starts slipping, slides off the edge, but Jean Claude catches her and he's got one ah! end holding on to the uh, gutters, one holding on to her, and a guy stepping on his hand. Ah! Ah! By the way, that fall, not a killer fall. No. Definitely a broken leg fall, but yeah. not a killer yeah, fall. Yeah, it's one of those things like, yeah, in the rain, that, that ground's probably really soft. Like, it's more yeah, like, a, all right, I'm going to drop you, babe. Day. Just roll when you do, and then I'm going to. Tuck and roll. Round kick this, this guy's ass and right? split and punch somebody else in the nuts. Yeah. Instead, though, instead of doing the splits. Someone shoots up through the roof and hits the guy in the crotch and he dies yeah. and falls over. Oh. oh, it's a painful way to die. 94 Van, Van Damme Ex Machina. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool. 
Oh, and then, yeah, then from there, he, like, swings his wife over to the, the storm drain so she can crawl down that. 2004, John claude gets down. Yeah. Uh, he's, like, going through the woods or something around yeah, the house. the neighborhood. And there's a guy with a shotgun, and uh, the guy, like, turns around, fires the shotgun, and a jacket coming towards him, but leaves a giant-ass hole in it. Yeah. And then that's when John claude comes around, grabs the gun, flips it around, shoots the guy in the nuts. Like, yeah. Ooh, that's oh. got the hurt. <laughs> yeah. At yeah. some point, 94, Jean-Claude gets knocked the fuck out. Yeah, he gets knocked out in the rain. Mm-hmm. And, and then 2004, Jean-Claude's in the house. Um, oh, because uh, cause the wife is missing again. Now. Yeah. And so he goes back in the house, and there's the senator with a gun to her head. I think he's, yeah, Jean-Claude's got like a bad guy or something, and there's another one that comes yeah. in behind him. So there's like five of them in the room. And he's basically saying, yeah, just give up, John. This is C4. It's going to blow us all the smithereens. It'll be like blah, blah, blah. But don't worry. My young me is about to become a president. So that's the other thing. Mm -hmm. If young him... Okay. His plan is... Mm -hmm. There's no way young him is going to be president. Because in the future, he would have to go back in time to do all of this stuff. And then blow himself up in the house. So in 2004 presidential candidate McCombs just disappears randomly. Well, alright, so right? in this scene, they th- this is uh, there. there is some logic here. So so Senator McCombs goes, yes, uh, I will die, but young me will become president and then everything will work itself out. He then tells some of the baddies, go kill young Jean-Claude, and they go, uh, but he's already dead, and they go, no, he's not, because this guy's still here. Mm-hmm. So my thought is, oh, well, then you know that young you is in president because you're not the president. Yeah. You would be the president if Young Yu was yes. already the president. Time paradoxes all around. In this oh, movie. yeah, yeah. No, no, but obviously McCombs not smart enough to pick up on this. So, uh, yeah, Jean-Claude kicks some baddie ass. A couple of the baddies go out to go find young Jean-Claude. No, yeah, no, he kicks everybody's ass. No, no, no. Uh, there's like a little bit of a script. No, Jean-Claude, 94 Jean-Claude, breaks That's through right. the windows. He's like, That's everybody right. freeze! And then he notices one of the guys looks like him if he had a mullet yeah. and a super cool jacket. Um, and then, yeah, there's the scrimmage. Uh, the wife gets, like, shot in the arm and yep. falls to the ground. And it, it, it's a little bit of a standoff kind of situation going on. And then... Almost a and, face-off. And then, and then young senator comes walking around the corner. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck are you doing here? I got your notice. You told me to come. I want to tell you to come here. No, I left the message. <laughs> what? Uh, and then... Uh, a couple quips, a spinning back kick, or, so, or a little little side kick, yeah. and the two senators touch. <gasps> same matter, occupying same no! space. <laughs> they fuse and turn it they, into a puddle that disappears. They go full flubber. <laughs> they go full flubber. They really do. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then there's a couple scenes where, like, the two Jean-Claude's get dangerously close to touching themselves, they too. Do. Like, like uh, 2004 Jean-Claude, like, grabs the wife. Oh, by the way, there's, like, 15 seconds before the C4 bomb goes off. Yeah. And he's got all that time to run down the stairs carrying his wife out the door, safe distance yeah. out in the yard. <laughs> House explodes. And then gently sent his wife next to 94 Jean-Claude, which... They both knocked the fuck out. Yeah. And they just wake up. Drowning in rain. Oh yeah, <laughs> they're gonna long. drown in that that rain. <laughs> and then we go back to two thousand four. Yeah, everything's back to he normal. He pulls up. His boss is basically like, "Where the fuck you been?" 
<laughs> and he goes, "What's about Senator Mac- or President Macomb?" Uh, Macomb was uh, a senator who like disappeared died. like ten years ago. He left his office and nobody saw him again. <laughs> By the way, that's where I was like filling in. Like, yeah, it was that same night your house blew up? Remember? <laughs> no. <laughs> exactly. No? Like, eh, I've got a lot of that this time travel thing. Yeah, don't worry about it. By the way, his boss has no follow up questions for him. You work no. for a time time travel agency. Yeah. If somebody shows up and is asking weird questions, maybe they've been fucking with time. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you got another case on your hands. Yeah. So yeah, he. Uh, so Jean Claude goes home. In his 2004 uh, yeah. Ford Tank Fusion or whatever, self-driving car. <laughs> you know, it reminds me of the, uh, in Futurama, Leela gets a super safe spaceship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a lot like that. <laughs> uh, so he goes back home, and then a 13-year-old child, no, uh, like a 9-year-old child comes yeah, running out. Yeah, a little boy runs out. Daddy. Daddy, Daddy, Mommy said you were going to barbecue hot dogs. That sounds like a good idea. This sounds like the most American thing Jean-Claude thought could think of for dinner. Tommy <laughs> yes. said you were going to barbecue hot dogs and apple pie. We were going to have Coke. <laughs> we were going to have Coke. Maybe some apple pie for dessert. <laughs> You're my great best customer. <laughs> You're my best customer. Nice doggie. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Time Cop, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, sweetie, what did we learn from Time Cop? Before we forget, because I feel like we've forgotten the last couple of movies to mention what we've learned. Did we? Yeah, I don't think we've done it for a couple oh, no. episodes, I know. That's the premise <laughs> of our podcast. Um, what I learned from this movie is that mullets are super in in 2004. <laughs> they still are, babe. They still are. How about you, honey? What did you learn? I learned that you don't need the press. You don't need the truth. You just need money. <laughs> to win a presidential election. Quote from this movie. Well, maybe not an exact quote, but... Mm, almost a word-for-word quote from our current president, so <laughs> not wrong. Not wrong. Uh, so, Tat, babe, would you recommend this movie? Oh, 100%. Absolutely. It, it is... is like Looper, except for a million times better. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a little break here, and when we come back, fun facts... And your questions. And more beer. And more beer. When everything I learned from movies returns. Bye-bye. Hey, do you like movies? Hey, do you like podcasts? If you do, then come on down and listen to the Home Video Hustle podcast, homie. Hustle, hustle. Every Friday, we talk about whatever movie PJ picks out the bag. What does that mean? Well, every Wednesday on our YouTube page, I pick a bunch of movies at random. Sometimes there's a theme to it. Sometimes not. PJ picks the movie out, and guess what? We watch it on Friday. We talk about it for about maybe an hour, hour and a half, whatever we feel like doing. Might give you something good to watch, baby. Come on down every Friday. So come get your hustle on with Home Video Hustle. You can find the show on any podcatcher app, or you can come down to homevideohustle.poppin.com. All of them in one place for you, so you can go ahead and binge it like it's Netflix. We ain't the defenders, uh, but I like to think we a little bit better than that. <laughs> come out at your boys, man. Come chill with us. Peace. Peace. happy to have you with us this evening and want you to enjoy every minute of your stay here. Listen to me. Please listen. If you don't, if you won't, if you fail to understand, then the same incredible terror that's menacing me will strike at you! 
Are you ready to enter the sci-fi double feature drive-in? Every month we hold a special double feature with a very interesting theme thought up by your host, the conspiracy-loving Elisa, and yours truly, Jarrett the Kaiju Man Wegelin. We discuss giant monsters, little monsters, genetic abominations, robots gone awry, aliens coming to Earth, cryptids, and anything in between. So join us at the sci-fi double feature drive-in podcast every first and third Thursday of the month. And don't forget to stop by our snack bar first. Have you ever watched an absolutely terrible movie and thought to yourself, what were they thinking? Because we sure have. So much so that we named our podcast after it. What were they thinking? Starring me, Nathan. And Brendan. Every other week, we take a bad to questionable movie and unpack it. So you don't have to. And then every other other week, we ate your cues with our mailbag. Or, you know, talk about whatever. No big whoop. No, no big whoop at all. So that's what were they thinking. You can catch us on Podbean, YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and more. Uh, Also, a ton of platforms that Brendan made up. Hi, I'm Phil. (laughs) Oh! Did did someone just just (laughs) sign off of AOL? I'm Paul. I really don't have a lot on this. <laughs> oh my god, this is this is rolling off the rails real quick. And I'm Dennis. I, I am so guys. mixed up today, just don't even listen to me anymore. And together we are... Voltron! Well, no, not Voltron. We are Useless Debates in Pop Culture, a weekly... Or we at least try to be. ...podcast that allows you to pick the winner. Ding, ding. ding. By no means the a lamp internet lamp. strikes again. Yeah, for sure. We will debate anything. So if you want to hear debates on such useless topics as best Val Kilmer Ooh, role, Two Stone, Two Stone, or best movie soundtrack, American Graffiti, or the most successful former boy band member, JT, then tune into our show. Your podcast is so well named. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Apple Podcasts slash iTunes. Podbean and Google Play. And our website, uselessdebate.com. Alright, there we go. Thank God. <laughs> oh my god. Those were the greatest commercials that ever commercialed. Absolutely. Download all of the podcasts and buy all of the products. All of them, without exception. All of them, right now! You don't have to listen to them, just download them. <laughs> well babe, after all of those promos, I'm a little parched. Oh, well that's good, because... We have something very special to share Ooh. between us. Oh. Sierra Nevada. <laughs> Insert butt-heavy love scene. <laughs> oh. Oh. Elemento. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Sierra Nevada Trip in the Woods Barrel Age series. Ooh. Uh, co- uh, cocoa Coconut Narwhal. Uh, barrel aged with cocoa and co- uh, coconut in aged <laughs> <Coconut>. <laughs> bourbon barrels. Narwhals are things of legends, myth, and mystery. Every so often, a rare specimen surfaces for a moment and then dives back into the deep, never to be seen again. This very special version of our narwhal imperial stout is brewed with toasted coconut and then left to mature in Kentucky bourbon barrels for nearly a year. Hell yeah. Um, to the barrels, we added the addition, additional coconuts and cocoa nibs to create a uniquely rich and decadent stout. Catch a glimpse while you can of this rare as this rare treat slips below the surface forever. Boom. When 
beer meets barrel, incredible things happen. The passage of time and the influence of wood combine to create a final product <laughs> so much greater than the sum of its individual parts. Uh-huh. Our Trip in the Woods series is designed to highlight this complex interplay between beer and barrel. Each beer is matured in, wooden, in a wooden cask originally used to age in mellow spirits. And in time... the. Uh, the and the time in slumber creates a rich and layered flavor unique to this difficult and hands-on process. <laughs> hands-on wood. <laughs> All right, let me release this cork from its cage. Normally I do pre-do this. So from now after we had that one that blew its own top, it's they scare me. Yeah, as they should. All right. I need to respect the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Fear the apple. Don't, don't point that at me. <laughs> All right. Yes. Gonna pop the cork here. Hey, Steve. <laughs> they put a cork in it. <laughs> At least they know when to. Hey. Hey. <laughs> oh, oh, my tongue. <laughs> oh, no, it's Steve's cork. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have put a tarp down. <laughs> and the pork. Holy cow. Uh, Light almost doesn't penetrate the poor. <laughs> Holy crap, Steve. That's this is a impressive. black beer. This, this is what black holes are made out of. <laughs> this is like darker than my soul. <laughs> and that's dark, baby. <laughs> All right. Steve's going in for the sip on this jet black beverage. Mm. Wow. You can taste the barrel. <laughs> yeah, it's very... um. Mm. A lot of good whiskey and yeah. Like cocoa and chocolate notes. Not really any coconut. Maybe just a yeah. little on the back. Yeah, on the back end, it's got the, you know, like coconut water kind of taste a little bit. But it, the cocoa and definitely like the uh, whiskey notes and everything are yeah. much stronger. Tiny little bit of coconut on the end. But, like, if I didn't know it was there, I would think it was maybe like vanilla even. Yeah, like the vanilla like you typically get from the barrel and everything. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, holy That's shit, this is a good beer. Amazing. Okay, so we have this. We saw a little bit of the original mm. narwhal. Let's compare them. All right. Yeah. If we must. Mm. Just <laughs> Leave some for me, you asshole. He's going in for the sip. And this is the 2017 narwhal imperial. Yeah, they're both really good. I guess the yeah. main difference it's is the barrel. The, the barrel aged one. Yeah, you definitely. It's a little. A little bit of a smoother, smoother finish. Like it's not as pronounced with the, yeah, like the chocolatey and cocoa nibs and all that. Uh, it's just kind of mellowed out and more whiskey like. <laughs> not something I normally say about imperial stout, but compared to the barrel aged one, the imperial stout actually finishes a little drier. Yeah, yeah, that is different. Yeah, hmm. the side by side comparison, Steve. I think we need to collect more versions of uh, Russian imperial stouts and uh, compare them. I love this idea. <laughs> also, barrel-aged ones. I'm glad to be a part of it. <laughs> All right. So, All right. do you have any fun yeah. facts? Super fun facts, because fun, fun facts. I do have a few fun facts. Besides this movie being the greatest movie ever, that's not Face Off. Is this the best Jean-Claude Van Damme movie? You know what? It might be. Is it better than Double Impact? I I prefer Double Impact, <laughs> but I think I think as far as Jean-Claude Jean-Claude movies go, this is probably the most highly regarded one that he was a part of. Yeah, I think it's probably most highly regarded. I'm not going to lie. 
I really did enjoy Replicant, and it, like he yeah, actually we acted in that. Yeah, well, he acted pretty good in this one he acted too. Pretty good, yeah, like yeah, the, the the accent thing was a little bit, but I'm glad they at least made a couple they jokes at about least it. Addressed stuff. it. Yeah. But yeah, he he definitely had like sadness and yeah. fear and anger and all ranges that of emotions. all those ranges. Yeah, not just vengeance. So fun fact: Jean Claude can act. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not just a pretty face and butt. No. Uh, <laughs> Who does the splits? <laughs> yeah. So fun fact: uh, the film is based upon a dark, <clears throat> excuse me, dark horse comic book series of the same name. In All case right. you didn't know. Uh, also, while riding in the sled uh, that will transport him into the future, Jean Claude Van Damme takes out a stick of black black chewing gum, a Japanese brand. Okay. During 1994, Van Damme appears in television commercials for that chewing gum company in Japan. Oh, nice. We, we may have to look those up. <laughs> Ooh, do we need to get some Black Black Gum and some Black Boss Coffee? There we go. With t- sponsored by Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Um, 2004, Max's hairstyle was partially influenced by Wolverine from the X-Men comics. Like, with you the jacket and yeah. all? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can totally see that. And that's really all the fun facts I have about this movie. All right. I know they made a sequel... Uh, Time Cop 2, The Berlin Decision or Experiment or something like that. It There's did... also a TV show. Was there a TV show too? It does not have Jean-Claude Van Damme oh, in that, it. Well, of course not. But when I was IMDBing this, a TV show came up as well. Oh, man. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. the sequel starred uh, Jason Scott Lee, the guy from uh, Dragon the Bruce Lee Story <laughs> and Jungle Book from the 90s, but... Yeah, I've never seen it. I gotta check it out, though, because it sounds like he goes back in time to kill Hitler. <laughs> yeah. I assume that's what the Berlin decision is, or whatever. But All right, and now we have your questions. Uh, oh, sorry, real quick. Uh, time Cop, the TV show, uh, ran in 1997, TV series, starring uh, Ted King as Officer Jack Logan, Don Stark as Eugene... Uh, Met, uh, as uh, oh Matuzak as Matuzak that's uh, it Matuzak not yeah Matsukas. Uh, <gasps> Kurt Fuller, Fuller as Doctor Dale Easter You're probably the coroner <laughs> I hope so <laughs> yeah so yeah it's got some real people oh Ray Chang huh yeah you have to so check that out it's probably just a pilot but right. it has a seven point rating so for our questions yeah uh, first one comes from Mark James at Mark James Poop. <laughs> Yeah. Great great Twitter handle. What are the origins of the term flick the bean? I think Ooh. I have an answer for this one. It's when a movie needs to be saved, and they need quite possibly <laughs> the greatest character actor of all time, Michael Bean, to be a part of yeah. it. Yeah. It worked for Terminator. It worked for Aliens. It yeah. worked for Take Me Home. Uh, Tombstone probably didn't need him, but it had him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's what I assume, right? That's what we're talking about. We're talking about flicks with bean. Yes, yeah. flicks with bean, of course. It's obviously all look at bean. Yeah. Uh, the next one comes from Sci-Fi Double Feature Drive-In Podcast Woo! at SFDFDI Podcast. Why do you think that dork from Bush's Baked Beans is so crazy about his secret? What's he hiding? Is that why Duke talks? Is it in the beans? <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that, sweetie? I'm just remembering Duke. Yeah, the Duke. Yeah, the, the dog. Retriever dog. He's the golden retriever dog who wants to talk about the baked beans. I, I think it's pretty obvious what's going on there. They're jerking off the beans. <laughs> no, 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 no. Far worse. I think the Bush family has a love triangle. Is putting people in the beans. 
obviously he's having a mental breakdown where his dog is talking to him. It's mad cow disease. You get that from eating people. They're eating people. No, uh, Bushes beat I mean, our people. I mean, he even looks like a serial killer, right? He like, does look like a serial killer. Like, if you saw that guy in a movie, it'd be like, oh, that guy did it. This episode of CSI right. is over. <laughs> That's the guy who ate the children. <laughs> That's right. So, obviously, he's killing people, putting it into Bush's baked beans. And That's why they're so delicious. That's that. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Bush's beans are really delicious. I thought it was just because they were nothing but high-fructose corn syrup. <laughs> <laughs> and our next question. Thank you for the questions, by the way. We really <gasps> do appreciate them. Uh, next one comes from Brent with the home video Hustle. Yeah. Hustle, Hustle. When's the Mr. Bean movie review coming? You remember Mr. Bean movie? I do remember Mr. Bean. Which one? Uh, the one that was a movie? Didn't they have multiple Mr. Bean movies? Uh, if they did, the one that got a nationwide release and starred Peter McNichol? Yeah. Wasn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wasn't there a sequel to that? I'm sure there was. <laughs> so, the question... <laughs> you know... Coming next week. No. <laughs> you know, guys, you want to collaborate on it? We'll do it as soon as you're ready you to do what? it. I would love to... Throw Mr. that down. I would love to do Mr. Bean Review with Brent and PJ there at Home yeah. Video Hustle. That's a hell of a lot of fun, and I'm sure you've already heard their commercial. Check them out if you haven't already. <laughs> Not enough weed in the world! <laughs> <laughs> Gonna go ahead and call it. <laughs> So yes, thank you for your questions. Uh, big shout out to the movie Pod Squad, Potter Woo! Family, Castaways, all the wonderful people out there listening to us. All of our us. Patreon patrons. All of our Patreon patrons. Thank you so much for helping us to make this bigger and better every week. Uh, uh, helping us keep us in beer indeed. so we can review it and talk about it with you. <laughs> Get drunk. Get drunk. Leave 40 minute mini episodes about The Last Jedi and shit like that. <laughs> I have been drinking. Also, oh, I, have an addend- have <laughs> I have an addendum to that. Has that episode come out yet? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, Spo- not a spoiler, but a pet peeve I have with a lot of movies that I forgot to rant about on that. Indeed. What temperature is it in the Star Wars universe? Rays in, like, bare arms. Luke Skywalker is in, like, a thousand cloaks and, like, ready to go join, like, the White Walkers up in the north. <laughs> like, what temperature is it? <laughs> Like all the all the like jet fighters are wearing like leather jackets, like but all the like the the like ladies who are in charge are wearing like skin tight cotton dresses. What temperature is it? <laughs> in space, it's absolute zero there. Well, that explains why certain people are dressed in many robes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm not gonna spoil uh, that one. You have to no, listen no, to the well, episode. Listen to the episode and watch Star Wars: Last Jedi. Tell them Steve and Izzy sent you. Yes, and start noticing how all the girls are dressed in less clothes than the guys. Let's face it, dudes overheat heat way faster than chicks do. True. Yeah, in Time Cop, there wasn't... The, the wardrobe was pretty good. stable. It was pretty they did good. good. Pretty good throughout. Yeah. The reason why she was wearing a kimono was because they just had sex. Yeah. And then he was wearing a bulletproof vest because he's going to work. Indeed. And he was wearing underwear because he was jerking it on the couch and fell asleep watching videos of his dead wife. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, dude, when you drunk when you're drunkenly just you know like pushing rope, you don't remember <laughs> to put your shirt back on. <laughs> oh, I love when you talk dirty. You're talking about pushing rope. <laughs> I am the sexiest woman alive. <laughs> so, t- <laughs> Johnny, sweetie, I'm gonna turn your laugh into a fucking ringtone one of these days. Oh, why? I have the worst laugh in the we, world. We have fans out there. Ladies and gentlemen, 
<laughs> if you want to hear my lovely wife's laugh. No, I have an awful laugh. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> so like a As a ringtone, chicken. let us know. I'll make it happen. You sound like a drunken chicken. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> So until next time, I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I Learned from, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Steve, I'm going to balls deep in this beer. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the fast. <laughs> no, no, that's not fair. Elemental. <laughs> <laughs>